0: The red pill, you stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to a rabbit hole. The man with no memory. That seems like an ominous title. But that is exactly how uh, I, at least W5 defined the man I'm uh, having with me today. Jonathan McMurray, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great. Yourself?
0: I'm good, thanks. how do you, How does it feel to have that kind of nickname? Is that I don't want to say nickname, but like you know that, that that's the, the catching headline. The man no memory. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's factual. I mean, I'm I can't really dispute it, and I don't I don't have a memory, so I guess it fits. I don't know. I don't I don't mind it. <laughs> kind
0: of sounds like you a know? a superhero, but like I don't know. Like it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the negative superhero. Yeah, the man no memory. Um, so Jonathan, you have quite the remarkable story, um, which we're going to get into. Uh, you, I'm going to let you tell the story, but you, you suffered an accident, uh, that I mean, as the name describes it, you lost your memory. Tell us a little yeah. bit about how, you know, from, from that point, maybe around that time in your life, and, and we'll just kind of work our way through the, your story. Cause it's, it's going to be a doozy for some people.
1: Okay, so um, in August of 1995, uh, I was driving back to finish my fourth year of an English degree at uh, Acadia University in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. And I was driving back um, on the Trans-Canada Highway with two friends and around uh, in Rivière de Louvre, kind of by the New Brunswick border in, of Quebec. Um, we were driving, it was late at night. We were probably doing, you know, 120, two knows? And um, <clears throat> a tire popped and I was ejected from the car and landed on my head. And then uh, luckily there was a, a trucker behind us that called the ambulance. And then the ambulance came quickly, uh, got me to the hospital. And I spent uh, seven days in a coma. And I was six on the Glasgow Coma Scale, which is out of 15. So pretty yeah. big hit. And um, then after the seven days, they they brought me back. And then um, that's when I started over again.
0: Right. So, I mean, it, it seems like a, a weird question, but I do got to ask. There, at no point do you really remember any part of this accident either, right? Like, this is all kind of secondhand. Is it what the doctors told you? Or do you still have recollection of, of that part of it as well?
1: No, no, no. Yeah. I don't remember. That's, that's doctors and, and families right. and others. Uh, I don't remember anything pretty much from zero to 22. And my life, like my sequel second life would start i think i start remembering in uh nova scotia which is where i flew after um some time in quebec so i don't remember any in quebec
0: wow so you're like basically living like a a movie like the people the the stuff you see in hollywood right like the person loses their memory and the, the love of their life Helps them track it back down, and and they live ter- ever after, or or whatever, or they turn into a superhero, like or whatever. But like for this to actually happen to somebody, like what what were you when you first awoke? Do you remember the point when you woke up, and what that was like for you? When you woke up from the coma and what that was like for you?
1: No, no, I don't remember. <clears throat> I mean. It's been recounted to me that i I swore a lot and <laughs> you know, I was quite aggressive and had to be uh like strapped down to my bed and things like that, but no i don't i don't I will never remember that that period of of getting up and you know or any of Quebec really like yeah it's my memory starts in uh my grandma's basement in Annapolis Royal. While I was waiting for a a spot in the Halifax hospital.
0: Wow, it just seems unfad. Like this whole part of your life is wiped out. Now we're here. Yeah. You're you you're admitted to the hospital. We're and we're going to start. You know, reshaping your life. So, what were some of the things that you had to do uh, that doctors had you do to try to regain your memory? And I also want to p- point out, um, you can watch his W five piece as well, uh, which is up on YouTube. But not only did you have no memory of who you were your family but you didn't know how to you know your shapes your colors how to pick up Mm -hmm. a fork and eat food like you were an adult baby being born basically
1: yeah pretty much yeah I was a 22 year old baby wow so yeah like walking for example took me a while to learn how to walk again I was pushed around in a wheelchair and then you know, the physio would train me on balance and you know, we walk between the two ropes and stuff. And uh yeah, it was it was start from scratch. Couldn't name a shape, couldn't name a color.
0: So did they have oh, nothing? Did they have you like basically start over in, in kindergarten in terms of learning? Like they, they you'd sit down and have to like, you know, go through books and take lessons with teachers. Like how was that process for you?
1: Well, it would be like the, the teachers were the um, like occupational therapist, speech language pathologist, okay. like hospital staff. But yeah, they would have to start at that point with like picture books and, and shapes and colors and, you know, yeah, it was uh, it was a start from scratch. Was and it- and you, you mentioned earlier that it would, it, it seems like a movie, I think it would make an incredible movie.
0: Absolutely. Well, I know you have the book, which is a great, well, the, a great the book is the, yeah, <laughs> that's the <a> starting point. <laughs> and that book is called, uh, I'll let you hit it.
1: It's mind the gap,
0: mind the gap. And that's available yeah. right now. Eh?
1: It's available as an ebook and, mm-hmm. but that's through my website, which is, uh, Jonathan McMurray.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there was a run of prints and then they sold out and, uh, I've, kind of just doing the ebook mm-hmm, for now
0: mm-hmm. have you ever thought of doing like an audio book with it as well like maybe you narrating it
1: oh for sure yeah, yeah be- I would if I knew the guy or the guy who knew the guy <laughs> or the guy who knew the girl you know yeah absolutely Then, then for sure yeah no I thought about that I uh yeah because I think it would be I mean I could even narrate the whole thing and mm-hmm. then if if there could be like in between chapters that'll Bits of music, perhaps, or you know, something, make it interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you're twenty two, you're, you know, you you basically restarted everything. Who who was there to help you the most? What was what was going on at that time with so you're not only learning all the basics of being a, a human and and you know, trying to escalate that to being an adult within a short amount of time, I assume. But mm-hmm your family, your friends, like, you know, if you had a girlfriend or, or any, a partner at the time, like who was around you and, and trying to reshape the other part of your life, the more emotional, uh, family aspect of it.
1: Well, my, my family was, uh, my family just, just, uh, dropped everything and came and looked after me. So my family was crucial. And then My friends as well, both my, like, university friends and then my high school friends would be, uh, I mean, some of the university friends came to Quebec to visit, but, um, you know, some of the high school friends were calling all the time and, you know, giving information to my parents and, you know, just to share with me and talking to me, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't know who they were. Right. I didn't even know who they were when I met them after.
0: So like how hard was that to have these people telling you, no, like you know me and you literally, you can't draw upon it. Like, do you remember having any specific feelings about, about that? Like how hard was it to be like, okay, you're my parents. What are parents? What is like, what does that even mean to me? But like, how hard was the process of also like learning to love and, and, trust again like was that there for you
1: well it was i mean from the start it was really frustrating because it was i had nothing so i mean it was uh i felt cheated and i i had nothing i had no point of reference for anything so it was uh it was kind of a bit of a free fall at the start and then you know it gradually the fall slowed down a bit. And then, yeah, it's just kind of I don't know. It was uh, it was really intense and really, uh, really scary and and kind of seemed uh, inconceivable. Like I didn't even I don't think I understood enough about reality or how things should be at that age to be able to reflect as to, you know, my mental capacity at that point, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, just kind of, you know, a little bit down about the situation and wondering when my memory was coming back and, you know, when when things would return to normal. But it just, uh, I don't know. I at 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 some point, I just started to to continue you know, keep on keeping on. I just thought, well, you know, nothing's going to change. So I may as well just continue to, to learn and to, to get better and to rehabilitate. And so that's what I did. Right.
0: Uh, And that's a pretty remarkable way to look at things when, you know, I've never went through a a traumatic event like that. You know, I, I always, when I give my mental health talks and and everything, I, I always, preface everything by saying i i personally have never been through a traumatic event and you know i know some of the struggles i have with with things so for someone like yourself who went through you know i mean one of the most traumatic things i think a human can experience losing who you are and your identity but you know you can either go through two paths with that you know like there's one where you could say well i don't know who i am i don't matter and go down completely different road right into darkness and despair and, and who knows but to go into that that more positive outlook was was it just your like your strength internally or were there also some things that you looked outwardly to that helped lead you more towards that path you know we're talking about uh tv shows uh newspaper radio music anything like that was there was there something that really drew you to more positive aspect of of this
1: well for sure it was music because interestingly enough like i couldn't walk or do any of those things but i didn't forget a note of all the music i'd heard in my lifetime from zero to 22. so that's why i mean music it was super (laughs) wild because you know i couldn't i couldn't do much, but then even in the uh, intensive care, the ICU in Quebec, they were my family and friends were had my ghetto blaster and they're playing uh, CDs and I would be lip syncing along to like the lyrics of the song. could then even... it, you know, then they could be like, "What's your name?" I don't know. Wow. What what what, what gender are you? I don't know. What's a gender? <sighs> so. You know what I mean? But then I'm I'm getting all the the nuance and the and the uh, inflections and the different details of of uh, vocals and and lyrics and stuff. So that the music staying with me, I think was was crucial because that was kind of my fallback and always my thing. That you know, I thought sometimes you know the Smiths would be playing in my mind. I started get to be a bit of a downer. And then I would, you know, play a play a different record, and you know, just know all the words, and be like, okay, you know, things aren't so bad,
0: right? Like the brain is so fascinating that you know it could it does things like that. You know, when I was telling people um, I was interviewing you and and was trying to expl- like articulate your story and in and in just so they could understand it, You're like. It's kind of like thinking about the universe in a way where when you can't see it or touch it or you can't comprehend it if you don't experience it like you literally don't know the feeling to comprehend it Mm -hmm. so you know this incredibly complex situation but yet music which i also like to say i'm a huge fan of you know i have Mm -hmm. tattoos of music notes on my leg my arm like music is everything for me that music has that power to translate into like you said your your rebirth your new life your your do-over like to me that is incredible was there was there a couple songs that like really like stood out for you as as, like with a with a feeling or maybe a sense of emotion like when it played like you couldn't explain it but like made you feel good made you feel you know really sad i know you just mentioned the smiths uh excited they're good for sad like would it would it ever like or even trigger like i'm I want to say, because at this point you didn't know if your memory would come back or, or uh-huh. not, right? So, I, like, I don't know, would it trigger a memory maybe or a, a sensation or anything like that?
1: Well, like certain, I mean, not so much in, in Quebec, but uh, later on in Halifax, certain uh, styles of music and, and types of music that I listened to in my past would, would kind of take me... To those periods of my life, mm. you know, like they've—I um, referenced this before, but uh, like New Wave and stuff—that mm-hmm. would that takes me to high school and high school dances and and things like that, and skateboarding, and it kind of puts me in that world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then more um, like Rio Statics, Radiohead would take me more to university times.
0: Mm.
1: You know, and then to, and to start with, like early days would have been like David Bowie, and uh, you know whatever else. If you, if when I hear it, and I know it from that time in my life, since I didn't forget that the the music, it will it will take me. It doesn't take me there, but it's just like mentally, I'm thinking, oh, and then I remember, you know, where I grew up or. Or whatever other kind of area, right. because of that song.
0: Wow, really yeah. Hard. Did a, a doctor ever be able to describe what that was to you, like why that kind of happened?
1: No, because <laughs> and I don't know how much they, I don't know how much they understand right. really about about the brain and and stuff. But I would lo- I would love to be part of a study or have a doctor figure out how you know play music and then see where it takes me and Mm. somehow make sense of that because i mean it it makes sense to me as i'm retold my life that oh yeah you're a big fan of that music and and this is where we lived and this was kind of what this was your scene at that point and so it all like it adds up it makes sense that those um Songs or, or records will take me to that time, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. i I love it. I'm happy about it yeah. because, um, you know, if you if you come back with nothing, it, music was a great crutch and thing to build my confidence because, you know, I couldn't uh, name like I wouldn't want to get in a conversation with someone about like general information but if i would get in a conversation with anyone about uh you know lyrics or or meaning of a song by whatever band like i felt confident about music Mm. because it didn't leave me so
0: it allowed you to be social again and like yeah i see what you're saying
1: yeah it was just a nice you know if, if you can imagine you come back you're transferred to this planet you land there you know nothing but you know music like everything about music so then mm-hmm. what do you do you do you, you play music you go to record stores you you go to concerts you try to you know surround yourself with music that was my that was my comfort zone
0: right um yeah you know we are only learning I th- I think the the study of the brain has really started to accelerate really only in the last couple of years and I think most of it still centers around concussions and and you know CTE and and everything like that so it would be interesting to you know is is this a symptom of of all that you know if cuz Obviously, if you you hit your head, like there must be still some damage in there and scar tissue and and all these other elements. Have like you've had any brain images or scans in the last little while to see like where your brain's at with a doctor? Like, do you get follow ups?
1: No, I did. Like, there was the um, CT scans and and uh, I I had a lot of scans. Like when I was in. Um, Quebec and a lot of scans in Halifax and then like probably a handful of scans when I returned back to Ontario in uh late late December of 95 hmm. but no not really I mean I don't I don't know what the like how advantageous that would be to to see my brain because they would just be like oh they're swelling there and Right. You know, I mean, I'm obviously not a doctor, not educated in how to study the brain, but I mean, I'd gladly go do a scan, but it's just never, uh, you know, it was never, it was more for medical purposes in the early days. Mm. And then, um, yeah, and then they just stopped.
0: Mm. It's interesting because, yeah, it's it's become quite a hot topic for a lot of people, um, The the brain injuries and, and what it leads to like down down the road and and you know in life um before we get to all that and where we're at now i i did want to ask you know while you're dealing with your your memory loss and and trying to regain it and learn all these things were there other things you were also dealing with too like injury wise um you know i'm trying to think with a with an accident that bad that just trying to get people a perspective of everything that you had to go through, but also triumph
1: over. Um, early, well, and in, in the beginning, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't walk and I was kind of bedridden for, for some time and, and, uh, rode around on a wheelchair, but then I gradually learned to walk again. There was obviously like scars mm. on my body, but, um, as far as like physically it it, not really it was more of just a mental uh it was a it was a closed head injury so it was just Mm -hmm. uh everything just got shook up in there and, and that was like i mean my body was once i learned how to walk again and do other physical things again it was it was relatively normal so it was all kind of uh contained within my Within my brain.
0: Mm-hmm. When you, once you started on the, the path to recovery and, and, you know, you could walk again, everything was starting to get a little bit better. Was there ever a conversation you had with your friends or, or your family about like who you were then versus how, how you were, you know, in the present day then and like changes or like, did you become kind of similar to how you were before the accident?
1: Well, I was I was told that I was um, somewhat similar to how I was before the accident, but what people said is uh, a little more grown up, like a little more mature, because, I mean, the accident happened when I was 22, and, you know, I was the singer in a band and kind of like art student, uh, concert going mm-hmm. guy, and then... Uh, I just, I just think I kind of like same personality, similar sense of humor, but I think I just kind of slowed down a bit,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which I guess is maturing. I don't know. I just, yeah, I just slowed down a bit, but, but quite, uh, quite similar to the old, to the old version of me. Interesting. Or or so I'm told.
0: (laughs) Yeah, really. eh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you know you're home now, and uh, you know, I keep referencing this W five, but kind of give me the the preamble of your story so I could be, be prepped. Mm-hmm. So you met your your now wife, but I am <laughs> curious to know what dating was like uh, prior to her or or you know with her because you know I think to the days now of of Tinder and Bumble and and everything like you couldn't have an answer to the questions kind of everybody wants to know to start that conversation you know where did you grow up you know what was your favorite thing to like what do you want to be like all those types of things what was the initial process when people would ask you you know like oh where are you from what all these things and like now you're on the spot and have to answer what was that whole process like for you
1: well because of the situation i i was uh i was always very forthright with the fact of the accident of the brain injury. So I mean, that was kind of my uh, my disclaimer at the start. Good icebreaker. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, yeah. I don't remember anything. So <laughs> um, yeah. So that was that's kind of uh, helped because I didn't really have. I mean, I had gathered enough information from what I had been told from different. Like I would hear about an event or whatever from a number of different sources and so then i would put it in my mind as a factual something that happened and so i would have like you know i would build those up between friends and family and stuff so i had a little bit of uh information from from prior but no i mean i would always just uh just be honest and say you know like i don't i was in a serious car accident so I suffered a severe brain injury. I had 22 years of my life erased. I don't, and, I got nothing. You want to talk music? Oh, yeah. We can do that. But did people believe you or were that, they like, I don't know,
0: you know, did they believe you? Or was it more like, okay, if you didn't want to like date, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. you'd be like,
1: wow. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, well, yeah, no, they, they would believe me. Um, I think they believe me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, they would they would have to believe me because then they would see it would become apparent. Um, you know, somehow I would just like common things that everyone knows. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. And then it was like, okay, it would possibly be awkward, but it'd be like, okay, well, that's, obviously he doesn't know whatever. I can't give you an example, but,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean? I was kind of like that semi alien, guy like Mm -hmm. you know not super awkward but awkward enough to know that something happened
0: right 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 right. yeah i'm also curious to know what was it like looking at a picture of yourself as a kid or maybe like a i'm not quite a baby photo but like something around the age of like eight ten like maybe you won the softball championship or you won a spelling bee something like that what was it would it be like for you looking at a memory that's clear, like, it's you, but, like, you know, you don't know it's you. Like, what was those feelings like inside for you?
1: Um, It would, I think it would vary, like, it would probably depend on my mood. Okay. When I, when I would see, when I would see the picture, because, you know, usually I would just think, oh, you know, that's interesting. I mean, it didn't, I couldn't relate to it, because although it was me, it wasn't me, it was just a picture, so, it, I mean, it looked like me and that was a cool shirt I was wearing or whatever, but it didn't, it was, uh, I don't know, I couldn't really, it didn't really take me necessarily to those uh, places or events as much pictures. Right. So it was just kind of, um, you know, I would just flip through the photo books and think, oh, that's when we went there. Oh, that's interesting. But I didn't really, maybe subconsciously I put it in my memory somewhere and then that's what, that's part of my current memory Mm -hmm. are those pictures and stories that I heard about before. But at the time when I was seeing them for the first time, it would just be like, okay, you know, interesting. But it was kind of like, I didn't really gain much from it Mm because I couldn't, I couldn't really remember it or think, Oh, okay. Oh, that's when I'm here in California. Oh yeah. California. Oh, that's in the West. like I didn't have any of that information. Mm-hmm. So it, like California just, just be a name. It's like Alberta. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Same thing. I'm I'm curious. You mentioned it a couple of times you saying you, you know, you marked it as like a, a truth or like a, You put them in the memory bank, that type using those phrases. You're consciously building your own memory, basically. Is that kind of where you're at?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't think I have to make I don't think I have to continue now from the yesteryear because I've got like I'm living presently. I my life's busy enough currently that I don't have to fill in too much of the old days. I got enough scraps to Right put the 22 years together, but yeah, no, That at the time, that's what I was totally building a, an uh, identity and, and just trying to figure out, okay, like, who was I? And what, what did I do? What was I like? And a, a good thing that happened, <clears throat> um, after the accident, when I returned to Ontario and even letters and stuff, when I was away was, uh, people like friends and even not friends like just acquaintances and people who knew me from high school and junior high uh, talking to my parents and and uh my family about events with me and you know telling about how i had done this or i'd done that and then they would they would fill me in on those and tell me that those bits of information which were nice they're always like i like that they're always nice and like good natured and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean maybe they just left out the jerky ones
0: well that's what i was wondering was there was there memories that were maybe not so fond of that they would tell you or did everyone stick mostly to like positive uh encouraging building blocks instead of like oh yeah you know one time you went and egged your neighbor's house and got in big trouble yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, there's a a couple, there's a Mm. handful of, uh, you know, those type of stories. Um, But they're predominantly kind of good-natured and and, uh, well-intentioned and, you know, good guy stories. So I like that because I'm surmising and assuming that I was a good guy because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I try to be a good guy now. And I think that's just a continuation, but yeah, like a handful, but that's my, I mean, zero to 22, I had to do a couple things wrong.
0: Yeah. The the, the formative years. And that's why I f- mentioning, you know, the thinking of the universe and like the, the complexity of, you know, what you've been through and continue to do so. It's like when when I asked that question about like building a conscious memory yourself, like rational, rationally and, and cognizantly that, you have to manually do this, whereas like the rest of us growing up it just kind of happens organically, and we you know just it's the part of growing up and you're just like don't have to think about it but to mm-hmm. me it's fascinating, and I can't quite wrap my head around it that you had to do this all like for lack of a better term by hand like from manually that it's just it's hard it's hard but it's it's you know i I don't want to say fascinating because that kind of puts that you know the the impact it's had on you because obviously it was incredibly difficult but it's it's very wild i'll use for lack of a better term i
1: i think it's fascinating yeah i'm i'm the guy and uh, i mean i've already (laughs) been i've 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 been through it i think it's absolutely fascinating i mean the hard part's done so i mean it's i mean minus current issues that i go through now Mm -hmm. with memory and stuff but i mean i think it's totally you know I love talking to uh, people about the story just to, you know, kind of share. And a big part that I want to help uh, people gain perspective on life like, I've, I used to have people who would come into my work and they would just be flipping out about the fact that video stores, I don't know if you, well, you know, video stores.
0: I do, I still They're remember, f- not that young. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, all right. No, some people are like, what, cassette <laughs> um, So they'd be like, just flipping their lid and losing their mind over the fact that their video wasn't in. And uh, I was just frozen. I was just shocked by how dramatic and how intense this was for them, having gone through recently what I'd gone through And I was just, I couldn't get my head around it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, what's what's the deal? Like, sort it out, man." Honestly,
0: (laughs) it's hard to keep that that perspective. That you know, when you go through the the day to day life, like we all do, the grind, as they as they say, you know, I I try to remain cognizant of the fact, you know, like it's it's one life. There are no do overs. Like, just live it, be happy, that type of stuff. But every so yeah. often that, that little thing happens at work and you just kind of get all frustrated and lose all self-control. So it's interesting that you have that perspective that it's like, I don't know, like everything's like very zen for you, I guess. Like you don't really experience those like really hot coals emotions set you flying off the handle. You have a, a good grasp on it all.
1: I think I'm pretty, uh, I mean. sound very laid back. I'm- Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty good, but I think like maybe if I'm tired or something or, Mm. you know, if my kids are irritating me or, you (laughs) know, like not letting go, then, uh, you know, sometimes I'll be in a bad mood, but it's just, it's temporary and it's related to that. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just for a very brief period and then i i quickly luckily i've gone through what i've gone through so i quickly give my head a shake and i'm like okay mm-hmm. we're good we're walking my arms work <sighs> i can see i can hear things are good like right. shake it off
0: um what are some of the things you go through now um you know you've like you said you're you're living a, a, a good life you know family uh things have mostly been put to together for them and most areas. What are some of the struggles, if any, do you experience now from the accident besides memory loss, obviously?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, um, I have something called visual agnosia, which is uh, like face blindness. So I don't I don't recognize people.
0: Okay. Well, we can't brush that off. That that's something there. Yeah. That's pretty big.
1: So I don't like anyone.
0: If, you know, we're doing this over Zoom, so we we haven't looked at each other. But assuming we did this, we we met for coffee, we we hung out for bed. Everything's good. Then we go to do this podcast a little bit later. And uh, there's a some people, and I'm like, oh, hey, John. Like, you'd be like, who are you?
1: No, no. As as soon as you said, hey, John, I'd get it because I do voice. I do people by voice. But I do this. I do sound. But if you didn't say anything, you'd be any guy
0: wow so yeah and it's uh, i just want to frame this properly so it's not like you're seeing like a a blurry vision of of something and you're just like "Ah, i can't quite tell what that is for you can clearly see light of day you'd be able to see my face my facial features everything Mm -hmm. yeah there's just no connection to what that like who i am or or what that is in front of you yeah yeah it's
1: uh yeah it's yeah, it's it's agnosia. It's just it's it's face blindness. It's I don't. It doesn't matter. I I wrote it into the, uh, into the epilogue of the book. Actually, my wife came once to my work, and she never comes to my work. And she had straightened her hair, and she was standing off to the side, and you know I was in charge, so I had to like count the empties and count the safe and close, and I had like so much stuff to do and i was just thinking oh you know
0: a damn like, last minute customer
1: uh <laughs> product complaint What's the, you know i was just like uh. and then you know she's like oh hi and i was like oh you know it was like pop the balloon you know it took me it took me a while to tell her i think it took like a week or two to to tell her that i didn't recognize her so i just felt so bad but i mean that's my wife i I see her every day of my life.
0: Right. So this happened so, like after the fact, like you didn't have this problem until that one, that time. And then it's been ever since. Or no, you, no, no. I've okay. always,
1: I've always had this, like, this is a post accident. Okay. This came, uh, this came with the accident. It's part of the package. Okay. So, but that's just, that's just a, an event. I'm just citing that. Okay, event gotcha. as like a, cause that's a pretty big impact. That's my wife. But like even random people, like if I saw my friends and stuff, if they if they don't motion for me as though they know me or, you know, like you can I've got pretty good at reading people on like how body motion and like, you know, do they do they know me? Are they random people? Or are they being friendly and then I know whether to nod my head or, you know, say hello or not? But no, I don't know. I don't know anyone
0: that's, that's like, even your kids.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I've, again, if they talk, I know them. Cause I do voice, right. but if they, if, if you change the context, like if I wasn't, if they weren't getting off the bus and I was picking them up off the bus or, you know, meeting them at uh, gymnastics or, or coding or whatever they're doing, then I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know. That's a guy. I mean, I'd like to test that. I don't, I'm not sure if you put a line of kids up, could I?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I
1: think, I think I could, cause I mean, I've, and I think I could my wife now too, but I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just thinking that to make myself feel good. I mean, I'm not too sure. Cause there's people like other parents and stuff that I see at the bus stop with the kids every day. And I mean, I kind of have them figured out, but if I saw them, let's say, you know, at work or outside, like outside of that bus scene, like somewhere else in town at a restaurant or something, I think I would just be like, hmm, they look familiar. I think I, you know, maybe I know them. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know all those, the bus stop people necessarily. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of,
0: does that, I don't know. Does that get frustrating? Like I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes here. Like how does it, does it worry you? Like if something were to happen, uh, like, do you, do you get kind of scared about it? Like, what's your reaction to it? Or is it just like, again, you, this is your life. Uh, You just, you could do with what you can with it
1: pretty much yeah I'm kind of whatever and ever whatever like it's I can't change it so I could stress about it or you know get angry or sad about it but it's not going to change so what like it's just uh I don't know I just I mean I hope it doesn't uh become dramatic or affect me in any yeah. negative way it's just like people know as well like generally um you know the people at the bus or like a lot of the people at work and just around are are somewhat aware of my story so they cut me some slack they Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. you know if they're like oh remember we went to school together or we used to work together it's like nope right and then then they retell me the story and it's like oh okay and Um, then maybe I'll like hopefully I'll put it in my memory bank right but I can't you know I if I could control that it'd be great (laughs) but I have no I have no idea what I'm going to remember and what I'm not going to remember so Mm -hmm. I mean to try my best but they they cut me some slack they Mm -hmm. I got some wiggle room there I got I got a good medical record for to excuse myself.
0: (laughs) Do you have like a shirt made that'd be like, hi, I might not remember you or something. Six (laughs) six out
1: of 15 on a (laughs) glass coma scale. That'd be a good, that'd be a good shirt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you sound, it sounds like a researcher's dream. Like, like I'm surprised, like more scientists, like scientists or researchers haven't like heard or read your story and like, kind of were like wanting to meet you and, and get, get to the bottom of some of this stuff that's going on because you know to me and i'm i'm not a scientist by any means but like if you could find the connections of what is going with you like how could that maybe affect not only curing you if that's even something you ever wanted or helping with other aspects of life whether it's you know alzheimer's research or or uh, CTE research or, or or anything like, like this, um, maybe even blindness, I don't know. But to to pick it with you and your brain and everything you're going through, like it, it's, it seems like, I don't know, it's could maybe do a whole lot of good.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd be more than willing to participate if it if it helped anyone well, and
0: I saw, uh i saw you wanted to get on ellen but, so we oh yeah making that well happen. that's
1: you know what you know why well i mean i want to get on island because she's huge and she's funny and she just seems really like positive and mm-hmm. you know like helping people out and stuff but i i saw i'm not much of a tv i'm a radio guy
0: that's or, what i like I mean, to hear
1: now now i'll go to the basement and like watch documentaries and stuff like that but I used to be like, kind of like strictly radio, just listen to music and no TV. So I I had no exposure to TV for so long. And my wife was on maternity leave with my first eldest son, Jack. And I came down the stairs. I think I was going to work, and I and I watched. Um, it was almost like it was in slow motion. This this woman was like dancing and like getting funky and you know just busting to move her way onto the stage or onto the like show I guess and then she started uh and I was listening to her she was like cracking jokes and stuff and she was she was on point she was really funny and like clever and stuff and I was like I was like Allie who's this she's really funny and she's like uh, my wife looked at me and she's like, are you kidding? And I was like, no, don't you think she's funny? And she's like, yeah, she's really funny. John is Ellen. And I was like, who's Ellen? <sighs> and she, she was like, she's like bigger than Oprah. And I was like, oh, because I, I I knew who Oprah was.
0: Yeah.
1: From, my, I don't know how I knew who Oprah was, but yeah, but I was, uh, shocked by that and then it was funny because at that point i said you know what Allie? i'm gonna go on Ellen. i'm gonna dance my way on there and she was like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> you know you know how twice do that yeah.
0: okay honey yeah you go talk to you later <laughs> good night <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but i don't know i just think that would be really cool yeah It'd um be really good for the kids and stuff too
0: Hmm. uh that leads me to the question i, I kind of just threw out there, if there was an option one day that like they're like, we could give you back your memory, is that even something you'd be interested at that point at this point of your life, or you know is it something that you've kind of you've just put aside and like everything is just from here on forth, we're just moving forward hmm. it's a deep question
1: so with 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 this offer, am I allowed to? select what i remember or is it just all no you gotta
0: you get everything back
1: okay because i mean if it was like concerts i'd gone to and stuff like that um hmm. i don't know that's a that's a tough question i would almost lean towards no at this point but I haven't really thought that over a lot, but I think, I mean, life's good. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Things are good. I like my life and, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Everything, everything's good. And I think, you know, from where it started in 95, I, I've been through a lot of experiences. So I don't know. I think if it came back, if I had the option to bring it all back, it would just be information overload.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I think my head would explode or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, big bang moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: But, so, I don't know. I mean, before I always wanted it back, like, kind of mid-90s, like, late 90s. I wanted it all back just to be able to make sense of it. But i am kind of sorted myself out now. I mean, I'm a, a relatively functional adult.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And... uh so, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, have a, I, have a, I have a huge collection of concert ticket stubs because I save my stubs from concerts. So <sighs> I'd really like to see some of those shows.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding, eh? All yeah, that, that
1: but the rest of tough. it, I don't know.
0: Um, What made you want to start sharing your story now? Like, not only did you have to go through all this, now you're choosing to tell people about it and relive it. What made you want to tell this to other people?
1: Well, I think well, I think it's a fascinating story absolutely a, i mean i I can just jump outside of myself and I just think of my own story. It's like it blows my mind so i mean it's it's fascinating. I think a big part of it for me is it will it can <clears throat> it can help people it can like it can give people perspective it can um you know give them hope perhaps if they've recently had a brain injury because the early days a brain injury and whatever other issue are are rough but you just got to stick it out and and if uh if my story was inspirational or or uh and like allowed people to continue to to push on then mm-hmm. then that's great yeah i think that's that's kind of part of it
0: yeah hearing your story really puts things into perspective that how fragile you know all of this can be that you're still mm-hmm. here and breathing and people still get to see you, which is a blessing but to have to go through you know, relearning every single thing about life, all those little nuances that we, we take for granted, tying our shoe, uh, difference between, you know, left and right, like all those things that you've had to m- put together as an adult mm-hmm. in an accelerated time while dealing with probably mental health issues from it all uh, on top of the daily complexities that also life provides. <laughs> like for me, it's just like, and that you have such a good attitude about it that you're just like, yeah, you know, like it's all good. And I'm just like, wow,
1: what do you mean it's all good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I could, I, I could, uh, I could t- totally complain and be, you know, I could just have The Smiths on repeat, right, mm-hmm. and just be a super downer guy. But it's what's the point? There's enough. Like, watch the news. You want a downer? Yeah. Yeah, no. Or like, you know, go to some other avenue of of down or I'd rather be you know, because it's my life, I'm in control of it. So I kind of control how I react to things and you know, I got a I got a bag of uh beep on my lap, but you know what? I could just brush it off and and get up and and just continue.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I
1: think you know, I think it's just better to to just work your way through it and, and, uh, you know, realize that even if it's, even if it's really bad, no matter how bad it is, it can always be worse.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good right?
1: point. Yeah. Cause you're alive. There's a starting point. If you're dead, we're not talking. So, yeah, you know, and then you could bring in any other sort of like, you know, vision, hearing, you know, uh, mobility, whatever, like that's, we're so lucky to, to have all that stuff. So, I mean, we, we shouldn't complain.
0: Absolutely. Are there things you do now to, whether it's, um, strengthen your mind, uh, help maybe improve memory, um, things like, you know, do you do any like spiritual, um, Seeking meditation yoga exercise watch your diet like all those typical things everyone kind of says to do uh, To live out a healthy life. Like do you do you take any kind of? uh, I don't want not precautions, but um, proactive steps to try to I don't know help yourself or or keep things healthy up up in your brain um, And live a, a, a as normal of a lifestyle as you can
1: Um, I've, I'm, uh, I'm aware of my diet, for example, and, and I have, uh, uh, practice yoga and meditation and stuff in periods of the past, but not really on a daily or weekly or monthly sort of, uh, like I have no schedule of, you know, you should do the following at this time. I just kind of. Just to push my way through life, and just make sure I'm I'm positive, and I can do things that you know help me feel positive. Like you can, like some volunteer things that me and the kids do, and I've done in the past. Like that just makes me feel good, and Mm -hmm. that that helps me.
0: Do you have any? It helps me because I'm
1: helping other people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, do you have any like? initiatives or charities that you know you're either running or that are very close to your heart
1: yeah we do um like the kids and i have done the local food bank before Mm -hmm. um we do a yearly thing which i started uh, a few years ago for the local cancer group because when i had cancer they were really helpful for me so i thought i asked uh why why don't people christmas carol anymore and go around and sing christmas carols and and uh, everyone was like oh, i don't know and so i got uh my kids initially just my two boys and i and we went around in our neighborhood and just sang jingle bells and said we're we're uh, caroling for the local cancer group and then it's like the bus stop people like asked oh can my kids come and then so then it became like me with a bunch of kids and like varying cast on different nights. I just tell them at the bus, we're going out tonight and, you know, we just make money for, for the local cancer group and uh, I don't know, just other volunteer stuff. I don't know. I've, I read my whole book at the seniors residence where mm. my mother lives. So like I went down every Monday and just went through... And read it. That was volunteer. I volunteered at a school. I volunteered. I don't know. Yeah, I try to. I try to stay active and kind of giving back to the community and stuff.
0: Um, you you threw in there. You also had cancer. Kind of kind of went through that. Is is that what did I hear that correctly? Oh yeah. (laughs) What
1: what kind of hand of cards have you been dealt? Oh yeah, I can tell you. you're not kidding. So, so here's here's a here's a run of events, which is, I mean, it's, it's kind of comical, just in how ridiculous it is, considering the starting point of my whole story. So my my father died suddenly of of uh, a heart attack in August of uh, 2014, and so I went to my wife's cottage in uh, like Lake Huron. Because I just wanted to watch the water. I had to look at waves and just sort of get my head around the fact that my dad was, wasn't was around anymore. And, you know, we couldn't do any of the stuff that we did. So it was kind of heavy. So I went to my wife's cottage and and uh, my wife saw a lump on my neck at the cottage. She's like, oh, what's that? Oh, I don't know. Anyways, then I went to the doctor. They tested it and then I was diagnosed with cancer in the fall. Um, further tests were done uh, and I had two more CT scans, after which they confirmed I had stage three cancer. Oh
0: my God, man.
1: Yeah, I know. I know, I was like, I. it's, uh, I mean, I'd been through enough already. I was just like, huh, okay. Um, and so the, yeah, what's next. So it, uh, the cancer had started as testicular cancer and then it had roamed up into my, uh, aorta and then there, the little lump on my neck is where my wife saw it. And that was the third, like that was the next part of it. So then I had surgery done, um, pretty soon after like, I think a week or 10 days after the diagnosis came in and I went in to see, and then the surgeon, uh, I had the surgery on the 1st of November. And, uh, so they, yeah, I went in for the surgery. They knocked me out. They removed one of my testicles and, uh, then I woke up and, uh, was all off balance and had a lot more high notes in my singing and everything changed. Yeah. No, it it, nothing. I didn't really, it was just, they knocked me out. They did that. And then there was, uh, then the chemotherapy started and that started on December 1st. Wow. For a few months at least. And, uh, so, so it, it gets even, uh, (laughs) it, <laughs> the story gets thicker so uh, you know I'm going through chemotherapy I'm I'm bald and I have no immune system I can't walk like I'm crawling down the stairs and stuff and uh, and then soon after that my mom is diagnosed with Alzheimer's oh my disease b- what yeah I... no joke yeah. I... Yeah, and, I'm, uh, out of, I'm out of words, and that and that's my remind, remaining uh, parent, like the one the the one of the people that has my history of my life. Right, is now has Alzheimer's, so I was just like, huh?
0: Like that is a I'm sorry, like that, that that's just like a sick like turn of. I fate. know, I like know, that, like to to alzheimer's and everything you went through just like it's like a sick joke
1: i know and it's like the thing that's confusing to me is like i think it's reported that zero to 22 i was a nice guy i know 22 onward i've been a nice guy and uh you know considerate and kind of giving a hoot and trying to be as kind as i can and and then i get all this stuff so it's like well, maybe i should just be a dick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You know, maybe that's
1: the recipe. Maybe, maybe nothing would happen to me.
0: You've went. I mean, through... we're in
1: too we're in too deep now, so I think I'm going to stay nice. But
0: I mean, that's admirable because you have been through not one, not two, not three, not four. Like I'm sure much more like of these like events, traumatic things in your life that like most people only have to deal with one, maybe none and Mm. and for you to like you have every reason to be like a you know a prickly old bastard who doesn't like people Mm -mm. on the lawn if you if you wanted they'd be like you know what like john like yeah he's he's been through some shit so uh we're gonna let him have it and yeah you still are on the other side helping people sharing your story uh like i just i want to share this story with everybody on facebook and twitter who are arguing about politics and nothing yeah and just be like yo it's not that bad (laughs) seriously yeah yeah. like
1: (laughs) yeah but back it up well the thing what you could you could say check your head because that's one of my um i did i only did one so far but i'm gonna go back to the high school that i went to in town i did like a presentation on uh well they played the w5 show but they I kind of prefaced it and like I introduced myself and I went through the, sh- the spiel of like what I've been through and my accident and my dad and the cancer and my mom and all this stuff. And then, you know, so, so kids, you know, you, you, you don't like your iPad case or whatever, Just check your head, mm. like back, back it up and realize, and you know, if you need, like I said, we can walk around the hospital, we'll go room to room. And then you'll, you'll wonder about that the stain on your shirt when you talk to the person with like whatever ailment they have, you know? Right. Like just give people perspective. So that was one of my goals. And luckily a woman that I went to high school with apparently, um, contacted me after the w5 and said can you come talk to the kids and I said yeah sure so that's a good uh you know I think if I can get through to more people or get through to any people then that's that's the goal right not to be preacher not to be like you know to mightier than now or you know you should be like this but just so you have an understanding of how good we have it
0: yeah it's i think it's critical for especially youth but everybody to just sometimes you just need that step back from like what what's going on in your life maybe your boss sent a rude email or maybe you know you're in a fight with your girlfriend and you know i always think back to being in high school and thinking every single problem was the end of the world mm-hmm. uh you know everything is beyond dramatic yet you know here you are I'll say it again and again, but I've been through like so much shit mm-hmm. and just to, to keep a level head and be like, you know what? Like one foot in front of the other, keep going. Um, just, you know, breathe like all those things that some people definitely don't pay attention to cause they might get said as cliches, but mm-hmm. that like you're there, you're a living, breathing, walking, talking example of demonstrating these, these proper behaviors in that. Like if you really just, have a positive attitude and try to keep going that like you can almost get through anything. Mm -hmm. No, it's incredible. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, if you have to push on, right, that's, there's no, there's no option. So you may as well make it fun, make it, you know, it's your life so you can be sad and depressed and have like a odd perspective of how bad your life is, but it's not that bad.
0: Yeah, that's important for someone like me, you know, with depression and anxiety, that I I often can get trapped in my own head and my own thoughts, mm-hmm. um, and it's really it's really easy to to woe is me sink down deep down, mm-hmm. and you know it's through things like this this podcast and and meeting people with the, uh, such a diverse background and stories and things they've been through that have. Like it's, it's really easy for someone like me now to when I'm feeling really down and out and and really Mm -hmm. on top of myself, I I, I literally think back, I'm like, ah, like, I remember what this person said or, you know, now moving forward, like, ah, I I remember Jonathan, like, ah, you know, and it, it enables me to kind of snap back a little bit to reality and be like, you know, yeah, I'm going through my shit, but you know what, like, it it, it it can be okay. and It's gonna be okay. And to remember that, even when mm-hmm. you it seems dark, that these are always reference points for me to go back to and just be like, "No, nah, man, like I I can get it together."
1: Yeah, for sure. Because even like, even if it's even if it's bad, it can always be worse.
0: Clearly, <laughs> so I mean that's so that's so what say. you got to remember. If you're yeah. if
1: you're if you're alive, there there's your starting point. Absolutely. You know, and then anything else like you can hear me so there
0: you go yeah absolutely so listen i appreciate you coming on here and sharing this story and and you know giving us an insight into what it's like to to live a life like yours um really remarkable truly
1: well thank you for having me on i appreciate you uh setting this up and no problem yeah it was good it was good Um, talking to you Give me a call, we'll chat again. Yeah, if you'd absolutely,
0: like. where just one more time, where can people find out more information on your story, get your book, and everything like that? Did you have social media?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. It's all kind of through um, it's uh, www.jonathanmcmurray.com, so that's dot com and then like all of the links to the media, the W5 and and uh, well, this is going to be on there soon.
0: Oh excellent. So
1: thank you. Yeah, I mean if that's <laughs> cool with you.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so uh, all of the information I just keep putting on there. so awesome. Okay. And then the, and then the books obviously available there as well.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna get we'll share those links out and everything so everyone can find you nice and easy and hear more about your story. John the McMurray, thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Bye, everybody. You take
1: the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.